welcome to this episode of Emma Explores Everything, the bi-weekly podcast where I talk about a topic every episode that starts with a different letter of the alphabet. This week is letter B, and we will be talking about boobs, Botox, and bondage. (laughs) So... Let's go ahead and get started. Thank you for joining me. I am alone this week, although some weeks I will have guests, so I'm looking forward to you guys hearing an episode like that. So I have been crowdsourcing different ideas for topics uh, for letters of the week. So far I have sourced A through D. And every once in a while on my Twitter, on my Instagram, I will be sourcing more topics from you guys. So make sure that you're following me there. Make sure that you are keeping your eye out on my stories, on my tweets. So if you want me to talk about something, you can have your voice heard. (laughs) All right. This week, boobs, Botox, and bondage. We're going to hit them all one at a time. So boobs was probably my number one recommended topic that started with B and I'm gonna be honest with you guys I have no idea why like it's not something like I'm usually associated with (laughs) um but no I uh obviously you know a big part of my brand is that I am busty so I kind of wanted to just take a moment and like just acknowledge how blessed and busty I am um, and kind of talk about my, I don't know, my life experience having boobs. Um, I started getting them pretty young in elementary school. I'm going to not mention too many details about that because, you know, people are weird. And um, I really remember my parents did not talk to me about it at all like I just one day remember going to my dresser and opening my underwear drawer and there were these things in there and I recognized them because my mom obviously I'd seen her wear some but they were obviously much smaller and I was like what is this what is this and I just kind of remember she was really hesitant to tell me about them and like why I needed them basically finally she was just like yes they're bras like leave me alone (laughs) so that is kind of like me starting to have to wear them and understand that like oh now my body is changing I'm gonna have to wear these uncomfortable things under my clothes for the rest of my life (laughs) um and really like a lot of my memories from then on until I mean my god I mean my junior year of college maybe when I was like 23 really was me trying to hide my boobs trying to make them appear smaller make them um less obvious because I didn't see them as an asset. I honestly saw them as just another bulky thing that made me 
look bigger, you know, like I kind of saw myself as fat, obviously, um, and I am fat, but back then I had a lot more issues with my weight, like my mother is very petite and very short and I have been taller than her and wider than her since I was in middle school. So I kind of had a little bit of a complex about that. And instead of seeing my boobs as like the blessing that they are, I saw them as just something that made me bigger, made me have more trouble wearing clothes. Like you guys know that crop tops and all of the, you know, Y2K fashion is going back in style right now. When I was growing up, you know, I was a I was a 95 baby. I was born in 1995. So, you know, mid 2000s was really when I was able to start doing my own style. And it was all these low cut jeans, which obviously, you know, chubby girls aren't going to get away with wearing that in the 2000s. And the crop tops in my breasts, because they were so big, they turned the crop top from a crop top into a, I don't even know, like, basically like a handkerchief over my shoulders. <laughs> so I just have always struggled with that and finding clothes to fit me. And I just, I think I deep down hated them and I resented them. I didn't want to be seen as like this sexual object. I wasn't interested in sex um, really growing up and I just wished sometimes that they would disappear, I guess. Um, and I'm not saying like every single day I woke up and I hated them, but it, it definitely was like, if I had to think about them, it was not positive. And I would say it took me getting into my first serious relationship, you know, my first husband, um, to really start seeing them as something that was attractive, that people would like, something that didn't add to me looking fat. <laughs> um, but still, I, I struggled. I struggled finding the right bra size, especially, you know, back in the day when I, I didn't have a good job. I couldn't just go buy bras all the time. So if I bought one um, online, which I usually have to do a lot of stores don't sell my size in person um if I had to you know do that and I didn't get the right size well I just have to wear it too big or too small right and that's obviously not good for you but you know I around 20 oh gosh 2014 2015 I did my first step into the adult of camming, the adult, into the world of camming. And I, I went by Abby at the time and I did Chatterbait. Maybe, I mean, I probably did a total of 30 hours on Chatterbait, but it kind of like opened my eyes to this world of adult entertainment and like what is attractive about me, what isn't attractive about me. And I ultimately ended up leaving camming because it's not for me. I, it's why I don't do it all the time and going back into like vanilla job. But that 
knowledge that people did find me desirable and did find my large breasts desirable really did stick with me so once my job started not making me happy anymore you know I had done I I I did so much work I was a teacher I was a manager of a school I um but I just wasn't happy and I wasn't rewarded for that hard work really like jobs like that they take and take and take from you until there's nothing left of you to give and that's really what I was feeling in 2019 late 2019 when I started you know interacting more online and posting pictures of myself online and that was really when I think things started to change for me and I started to begin dressing myself to accentuate instead of hide I wasn't trying to be prim and proper anymore I was trying to be attractive I wanted to be a woman and honestly I can't like put my finger on it the day that my boobs and I started to love each other (laughs) but I really do think sex work being an adult entertainer doing videos interacting with you guys has been the biggest blessing for me to embrace what I was given (laughs) and I'm really happy now a lot of people do ask me if I have back pain and I do have back pain and I don't know if I can you know say that it's because I have a big chest I mean I'm sure it has something to do with it um but you know sometimes I do wake up like and my back hurts or I do bend the wrong way and I hurt my back I've thrown it out a few times um but I think having like supportive bras having honestly I very rarely wear bras and I think that might help like my body just strengthens itself but I'm still young I just turned 27 so who knows I could you know in five years I'll come back to this podcast and be like you dumb little bitch you didn't know what you were talking about you definitely have um back pain I don't know if you guys can hear this right now but there are birds outside my window trying to get in uh and birds start with b so they're allowed to be here I guess (laughs) okay so yeah that's really what I have to say about boobs um other than I really like them I like other people's it's one of my favorite things when I'm looking online I'm trying to keep it kind of PG here because I do want to stay searchable on YouTube <laughs> um, but yeah they're great mine are great I wish that I had had more of a positive association I wish that I didn't have so much shame and didn't have so much um, I don't know like I, I wish I didn't feel like they made me look bigger because I think they helped me look more proportional you know like they give me a waist when they're when they're dressed right (laughs) so whatever but moving on um I I do think that we've covered boobs I mean what else is there to say they're big they're heavy they're squishy some are small some are not so small they're great save the boobies love the boobies breast cancer sucks 
honestly just trying to think of Indian everything boob that I could say to you guys. <laughs> Alright, so this episode is boobs, Botox, and bondage. So we can move on to Botox. And the reason I'm bringing up Botox is because I recently got some done on my forehead. And if you are watching the video podcast, I am now lifting my eyebrows up um, to show you that I don't get wrinkles anymore. (laughs) And I have a, you know, I have a harder time pushing them together than I used to. So I like most of you probably, used to think of Botox and I would think of Real Housewives. I would think of the women who are puffy and their faces look fairly stretched out and unnatural. And I always said, I'll never do that. I'm not interested. I truly do not want to look like a suitcase when I'm older I don't want to look I just don't want to look like I'm trying to be something that I'm not but a few months ago I I just started noticing that my forehead wrinkles were getting pretty bad like and, and my mother you know I see where I'm going right like hers are very pronounced and it was mostly annoying me because I would like put my makeup on and then I would just have like these crazy lines of makeup and um, a lot of you probably listening do not care or notice but as someone who makes content sometimes for hours and hours every day like I don't want to have to keep going back and fixing it freshly applying whatever and I also you know we have to be for real guys like my face is my job at this point you know I used to not care about how I looked I used to not ever wear makeup or ever dress up I used to you know we talked about it I used to be shy and and afraid of being attractive but now I think you guys would not be here looking at me right now if I was not beautiful and I decided I want to preserve that beauty, preserve how I look, not change how I look. I don't want to be someone else. I want to be me. I want to be like this for as long as I can without it looking unnatural. So I was really nervous that I would get Botox and all of a sudden I would look like an alien. (laughs) And I you know, I did some research and I found out that a lot of what we consider Botox is actually filler. Filler is what makes people look puffy, bloated, weird. It makes their face shape change. And I didn't really realize that. And I kind of consider myself someone who's very curious and really well educated, but I was going around making the same jokes as everybody else does, you know? Um, but I was really lucky that I, I have a great doctor here in town that I go to, to get it done. And she was very nice. She explained everything to me. I got a very low dose done in my face, 25 milligrams. I got shots here, here, and here, and under my eyebrows. 
And you can see I can still make faces. I can still crease my face. I have full range of emotion, but I don't have the lines that were making me feel self-conscious. I also was really worried about the price. You know, like you think, you hear Botox and you're, you hear people talking about thousands of dollars. So I was really nervous about that. Um, and luckily, it's actually 10 to $15 a microgram. And I got 25 So I paid uh, with discount because I'm... Why am I trying to get into specifics? It was it was $300. And I think that's not bad. It lasts for months. And I'm happy with how I look. I think it makes my eyebrows look raised and, and not in like a Spock kind of way. Because some girls do like the ends of their eyebrows will pull up and they'll look a little Spock-like. But I did not get that. I just got the eyebrow. And I can say that I have not regretted it once. I have been so happy every single day looking in the mirror and seeing it. The funniest thing is though it takes a few days to kick in. So I was sitting there looking in the mirror every single day when I got home raising my eyebrows, lowering them, squeezing them together, just waiting for them to kick in and I was getting so sore because I mean I, it had to be like an hour a day's worth of just raising my eyebrows and waiting for it to kick in. Um, and it ended up taking like six days, but <laughs> other than causing my own soreness, I truly have had no side effects, nothing bad. I feel beautiful. I feel it. Honestly, can I say this? It makes me feel rich. Like, <laughs> and I do realize for a lot of people, like $300 is not nothing. I grew up very very poor and so to be able to just like spend it on something that I'm gonna shoot into my face is very privileged I'm very appreciative that I'm in the place that I can do that now but it does it makes me feel rich it makes me feel like a material girl it makes me feel like Paris Hilton 2003 um <laughs> and honestly I'm so happy I'm so happy I I have no regrets seriously so I think this is my way of saying if anybody out there has something that they've always wanted to do or something that you're curious about, something you want to try, but you haven't looked into it, do yourself the favor of at least looking into it. Do the research, actually price it out, call somebody, call the professional. I know it's a pain in the ass when you go on websites and they say, call our office to get a quote. Just do it. Just call them just see and then at least you'll know if it's an option or not for you <laughs> all right we've covered boobs we've covered botox and now it is time to talk about bondage i will say currently i am not really somebody who is into bondage i i have had a scene that i did recently which was a wonderful experience. It was a shibari rope bondage with me and SVM rope in Chicago. Look him up on Instagram and Twitter at SVM rope, R-O-P-E. I mean, when I say this 
guy. Beautiful photography. It's like mind-blowing. I wish that I had time to be in Chicago and do some still photos with him because it just blows my mind. I mean, the other day he posted a story that was like fire, fire while he had someone tied up and there was like fire above them. And it's just like rope is already super dangerous. Fire is super dangerous. You're combining them and God bless, God bless. Um, <laughs> but I want to talk about him some more, but let me backtrack to how I first found out about bondage. So way back in the day, there was this website called Tumblr. Now I was on Tumblr starting in probably 2010, but I didn't like get into that side of Tumblr until 2013. I was a senior in high school, too young. Don't tell my parents. But I think BDSM was one of the first things that I came across on that side of the site. And it was something I was really interested in. I was really curious about it. I wanted to be a sub. I wanted to, you know, um, explore that. So I did. I had a girlfriend at the time. We did some stuff like that. And then with my first husband, we tried some, you know, handcuffs and getting tied up and things um, but I really have found that it's not for me. I don't really enjoy the, I don't enjoy what I feel like is a performative aspect that the other person is putting on. I, uh, have a hard time with someone trying to be my dom when they're, let's be frank, when they're a freaking mess in real life, like, if you have a hard time scheduling your own doctor's appointments, don't try to act like a dom. Don't try to be too serious. Like, it just gets on my nerves. It really does. And that's some issues that I really have had in the past. It's like, how am I supposed to get myself in this mindset of, oh, yes, I want to serve you. Oh, I should be scared. Oh, hit me with these whips and chains and milk candle wax on me when I have to take up all of your clothes on the floor because you can't seem to put them in the laundry basket yourself. It just, it wasn't for me. But I, <laughs> but that being said, I am really thankful to BDSM for giving me the first steps into this kind of lifestyle, I guess. And not only introducing me to alternative lifestyles, but doing it in such a way where there's such a focus on safety and consent like the everybody says this all the time safe sane consensual you know make sure your scenes are safe make sure uh everybody is mentally well make sure it's it's you know a smart thing to do and make sure everybody that's in the situation is consenting and if you are anywhere online in a BDSM community, you're going to hear that a hundred thousand times a day, safe, sane, consensual. And I think that really laid an amazing groundwork for me to be able to explore myself sexually and explore the whole scene sexually. So even though I don't really participate in BDSM in my personal life, I really do enjoy trying new things like that. I was at Exotica, I must have been at my first Exotica, New Jersey, last year actually, coming up on a year ago, 2021, 
and you know I was in there they have that whole area where you're laying you, you you know they have whips they have this thing the big X you put yourself on there and you spin around upside down it's crazy there's cages I personally got on the table and laid down and let the guy use his electro wand and shock me I had red welts all over me I, it was so crazy I posted it on Twitter a year ago if you were interested you could try to scroll back and find it but it was really fun and I really do enjoy trying those experiences I enjoy you know I think YOLO right you only live once try everything try everything so if you want to try BDSM you should if you don't want to try BDSM you should <laughs> because you it's like sensations you never know what kind of sensation you're gonna really enjoy that brings me back to my experience with Seth he was I mean he was awesome he was so kind he was so respectful he knew what he was doing he was like it was like the ropes I don't know he just they were putty in his hands and I was putty in his hands it was the first time that I had ever been with somebody who it was like really attractive that he was tying me up and I'm telling you like my boyfriend was filming us and I was like getting very flustered because of what Seth was doing and I didn't even care my boyfriend was in the room <laughs> it was it's probably to date one of my favorite scenes honestly <laughs> I'm giggling now I um I hope he listens to this and he knows that he gave me a great time for what might be my last bondage situation I mean who knows life life is crazy so um but yeah I've done a lot I've done pain play I've been tied up you know I've been on the bed bound handcuffed I have had the the wax melted on me the electro play um, and one thing that I think I would do and I would enjoy is doing in-person dominatrix sessions where I was dominating. I think it would be way better for me to be in control over a scrawny little man. <laughs> so I do see myself going in that direction and just beating the crap out of a guy I can really I can really see myself doing that so hopefully one day I'll have the opportunity who knows but yeah I mean bondage is like there's such a broad world there's people that dress up in pony bondage and walk around on their elbows I mean there's just so much to it that I could not cover everything in one video but I did want to bring it up because Seth did recommend it as a topic and I just I really wanted to toot his horn and just say and I did toot his horn if you know what I'm saying but <laughs> I just say like check his workout and if you're interested in BDSM I definitely think you should try it check out FetLife find some groups of people who do munches and are safe and smart and always of course do your research never try anything with someone that you haven't you know I don't know done before like there's people that will teach you right I mean I wouldn't know where to start with that but don't just go willy-nilly especially with things like ropes <laughs> but do try things do try things and don't be afraid just because it seems extreme 
because it's really not. It's really not as extreme as it looks. I know whips and chains and leather can kind of be scary looking, but it's honestly, it's honestly not a big deal. It's pretty fun when you're with the right person. That's, that's really what I think. I think BDSM is great with the right person and it can be kind of, um, I mean, best case scenario, it can be laughable and worst case scenario, it can be painful with the wrong person. So that's really all I have to say about BDSM boobs and Botox. (laughs) So we are coming up on the 30 minute mark. I'm shocked I have been able to talk this long without shutting up. <laughs> I I did not know I had all of these words inside of me ready to burst out. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for suggesting these topics to me. I believe, um, I don't know who suggested boobs to me. I mean, there are so many people I can't give you credit. Botox was my idea. Thank you, Joe, for uh, submitting breakfast. That's going to be my next B for season two. And yeah, make sure you're following me on Twitter, on Instagram. I am streaming a little bit on Twitch lately. We'll see if I keep up with that. Follow me on YouTube. I'm going to be releasing this on YouTube bi-weekly. I'll also have this on Google Podcasts, maybe other platforms. We will see. And of course, you know, I'm on the only schlands. I'm on mini vids. I'm on all of those adult websites. So if you want to see something a little more racy, you know where to find me. Thank you guys so much. I love you. I really do. You guys have made my life so much better than I could ever have imagined it would be. I truly am at the happiest place I've ever been. So Bye. <laughs>